0: Welcome to Nationwide Market Insights for September 28th, 2022. Coming off the North American International Auto Show, we thought it'd be a good time to share our outlook on the auto market. It's been a rough road for autos. Light vehicle sales have struggled to gain traction over the pandemic, as COVID-induced shortages of computer chips slowed auto production nearly to a halt. This resulted in some very low inventories at showrooms, and of course, much higher prices for both new and used cars. This is Brian Kirk, and joining us today, we have Ben Ayers, Senior Economist of Nationwide. Hello, Ben. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, Ben, let's go ahead and start off with the supply side of the auto market. Can you tell us what's the latest on auto production that you've seen?
1: Sure. Well, as you noted in the opener, really, it's been lack of supply that has been the primary reason for the slump in auto sales over the past year. It's not a drop off in demand. Uh, and after surging in early 2021, light vehicle sales really dropped off sharply over the past 18 months and averaged about 13 to 13.5 million unit sales per month over the past year. That's far below the pre-COVID average of around 17.0 million average annualized sales per month. So clearly a sharp drop off from pre-COVID and really much weaker than we would expect given the very strong economic growth that we've had over the past two years. Really, new car inventories have been the main reason. We've seen new car inventories at record lows over 2022, down to about 15 to 30 days of inventory at most auto showrooms this summer. And that compares to about 80 to 90 days normally that we see. So as has been the case over much of the past two years, it's hard to buy a car if you can't find one. But there is some good news on the horizon. Uh, we are seeing that ship availability has improved in recent months, We're seeing a general healing of supply chains across the globe, and that's also impacting the semiconductor industry. So as automakers have been able to find more chips, they've been able to make more cars. And we're seeing a pickup in domestic production with about 10 million cars made over the past six months alone. So certainly a big pickup from what we saw in about the year before that. And as those cars come off the assembly lines and get to auto showrooms, it should lead to an improvement in sales. We're still not seeing that the supply is matching market demand, so we're not going to suddenly see a huge amount of cars available in the next couple of months. But clearly moving in the right direction. And about a year from now, maybe a little bit more, we should see a little bit more normal supply conditions within the market, um, even with those many automakers facing pretty high costs of production.
0: That is pretty good news. Uh, Thanks for that, Ben. How about on the other side then, from the consumer side, what are the demand conditions looking like right now? I mean, right now, of course, we know costs are up across the economy. And of course, interest rates are climbing sharply. So can you walk us through some of the implications for sales over the next year or so?
1: sure you know really over the pandemic demand has remained quite solid despite the inability to find cars many people are still looking for cars they just haven't been able to find them um, we expect that there are many buyers that have been unable to find a car or unwilling to really jump through all the hoops necessary to find one in the current market and they're waiting for more options so if we do see supply improve as we expect to see over the next three six twelve months and um, there's likely to be plenty of pent-up demand for cars generated from over the past two years. Many people that were looking for a car, they waited for a while, now they jump back in and suddenly they're able to find a car, even if it is a little bit more expensive. Um, but we know that many households are feeling the pinch from inflation. The data shows that the sentiment among consumers is very low, and many are cutting back on discretionary expenditures with the costs of many essential items. I think groceries, gas, household items really going up quite sharply. So while we do think that the environment for consumer spending is in a decent shape, particularly with the auto sector, um, many of those strong inflation gains could lead to cutbacks in what we see in overall spending on cars in the next coming years. Interest rates are also climbing sharply average 48 auto loan rate moved above 5% in September, a sharp rise from about 3% to 3.5% average at the start of the year. So not only are the cars more expensive, but suddenly you have to pay a lot more in interest because of the interest rates going up. So with car prices up sharply and now rates higher, the cost of a new car is much higher than where it's been in the past year so yet again we do think demand is going to remain quite strong particularly because of the pent-up demand that we've seen over the past couple years but there are some mitigating factors here that will probably place a cap on sales and we do expect that sales in 2023, will increase from about the 13 to 13 and a half million that we're seeing this year up to about 15 million units. So an increase in sales, but yet again, still below that pre-COVID level of about 16 and a half to 17 million sales. Not quite even back up to those pre-COVID levels, but still an improvement from where we've seen. I'm just not quite as strong as we've seen in past years because of some of the higher interest rates and higher costs for many households across the economy.
0: Well, you mentioned the higher cost and higher prices for vehicles, and they have been going up, and with the supply coming back online, like you mentioned, also for new cars. So what does all that mean for the prices of new and used cars ahead?
1: Well, really, the the run-up in car prices over the past year has been astounding. According to the data that we get from the Consumer Price Index, a used car in August cost about 50% more than it did before the pandemic. And the new vehicles also up quite sharply, only up about 20%. But still, that's a pretty good gain just over a couple of years standpoint. And this is entirely due to the inability to get new cars, um, which really drove up the demand and the prices for vehicles across the market. Many people said, well, I can't find a new car because they're not available. I'm going to shift to the used car market. And yet again, led to a sharp increase in auto prices. And, and really, that's been a key driver also of the jump in overall inflation readings that we've seen across the economy. Clearly, this pace of increase is just not sustainable. And as we've already seen some some easing of used car prices in particular, uh, the Mannheim Used Vehicle Value Index dropped sharply in July and August as demand has really cooled in recent months. Um, New car prices haven't really shown much rolling over yet, um, but with supply likely to increase soon, we're likely to see at least lower average price gains in the years ahead as as we see the the supply-demand balance get back into into balance. Um, Used cars, um, which increased much more sharply, likely have further to drop as the market for autos normalizes. I'm expected that used car prices will decline further over the next year, uh, potentially quite sharply. Uh, We've seen, as again, came down in July and August, maybe we see further declines over the rest of the year, maybe down 5, 10, maybe even 15% over the next year as we see that market normalize. They might not ever fully Fall back to pre-COVID levels. So while you, you, know, maybe in the pre-COVID area, a car that cost ten thousand now costs maybe twenty. Uh, maybe it's not going to get quite back down to ten thousand dollars, but it might get down to fifteen or, or in the thirteen range. So not quite down to where the prices we were used to in the pre-COVID area, but certainly seeing a much more normal price environment and some normal price gains over a longer period of time than what we've seen over the past couple years. Um, Still, I think at some point, we will see that cars will sell below MSRP. We're probably not quite there yet, but maybe later in 2023 or by 2024, we'll start to see more of those normal conditions.
0: Well, thanks for that outlook, Ben. Now, let's look at some longer-term structural factors within the auto market. At the recent auto show, a lot of the automakers unveiled a lot of their new EV or electric vehicles on display. And there's been a lot of that in the news recently, too in addition to ride-sharing in the news. Um, So how does this impact our view of the future of the auto market?
1: Sure. You know, two items that have been in the news in the auto industry for a while, but certainly coming clear into focus in recent years as there's more adoption of this. And certainly, as you said, at the the recent auto show, more uh, options available from many automakers. There's responding to a growth in consumer awareness and stronger demand uh, across the market for these type of vehicles. Now first, what's kind of level set on the sizing of the EV market relative to the total auto space? There's about 250 million registered light duty vehicles in the United States. Of these, it's estimated there's only about two to three million plug-in EVs and and an additional six to seven million hybrid vehicles. So you add that up, um, that's still a pretty small share of the cars on the road. And, and even if every car sold over the next decade was an EV, which is unlikely to be, um, it would take a long time for the majority of cars in the U.S. to switch away from gasoline consumption. So I think some of those commentary where you hear these estimates of, well, every car on the road is going to be an electric vehicle within a decade or two, I think that's still, we're still talking probably more several decades than, than a decade or two. But you know, clearly, it's a growing share. Uh, as we mentioned, you're seeing more EV options each year. The sales of electric vehicles are expected to triple by 2025 and continue to grow from there. Uh, In particular, there's lots of evidence that shows that electric vehicles can last longer, uh, given the efficiency of the electric and the battery components compared to the wear and tear you traditionally see from a combustion engine. And this can mean that auto sales struggle to increase in coming decades as consumers make You know, an auto purchase less often, you know, maybe instead of getting a new car every five to seven years, if they have an EV that they uh, last longer, maybe they don't buy something every 10 to 12 years. And certainly as that plays out over the cross, the broader auto market space could mean that people switch over these cars a little less often. Car sharing is another growing trend we're hearing a lot more about. It's still relatively in its infancy, um, but it could have an impact on auto sales production in the future as well. That means that really the standard assumption of two cars per household might become obsolete in the future as people find new ways to split the cost of of car ownership. Maybe you know you have one car per household, or you have a car that you know someone uses just a couple of days a week, and they're sharing it with people broadly, and it reduces the amount of cars that each household needs to have on average. You know while the population of the U.S. is certainly continue expected to grow, and that would mean more likely drivers. These different factors, whether it's EVs or whether it's car sharing or or just people not needing cars as much because of change in lifestyle, means that the total number of vehicles in the road may level off or may even see a decline. And that certainly has some big, important implications for the entire industry as we look
0: ahead to the future. Well, let's keep going down that path then because, you know, as a result of the pandemic, a lot of things were closed. People weren't driving as much as they did before that. So, you know, if we keep kind of going down that path, how do you think this change will impact consumers how they use their vehicles in the future.
1: Sure, yeah, it kind of gets back to the previous topic we we're talking about lifestyle changes for for many of the normal car purchasers. You know, life has really returned to normal in many capacities, but really our driving behavior is not. Vehicle miles traveled approached pre-COVID levels in the second half of 2021, but it's actually fallen off a little bit there, this year. Some of that you know, certainly can be attributed to the sharp rise in gasoline prices, so maybe people are cutting back on the amount that they drive just to reduce their overall cost of driving. Um, But still, really, I think it points to a change in behavior that we've seen because of the pandemic, and particularly commuter traffic. Uh, Commuter traffic remains down across the board. And, you know, depending on how things play out over the next three to 10 to a couple of decades may never fully return to typical levels, as work from home options are relatively ingrained in many industries. And certainly many people are adjusting the way they approach their work lifestyle. And, you know they still have an office, they might only go in a couple of days a week as opposed to every day. And as that adds up across the economy, you see a much lower total amount of vehicle miles traveled across the board in response to these changing commuter trends. Um, with fewer cars on the road during key commuting times, this could mean reduced traffic accidents. Um, and it has some certainly some important implications for the amount of repairs and the cost of repairs that we see across the industry. And if you're driving less, you know, that means lower miles traveled each week. That that could also help to extend the life of many cars. So maybe, you know, yet again, you're, you're making that purchase less often because either your car is able to last longer because you're not putting as many miles on it. And or you, maybe, again, bought that electric vehicle that lasts a little longer on average. So some households may decide they can get by with one car if they're not actually commuting nearly as option. Or then maybe they will pursue those car sharing, car sharing options across the market. So yet again, a lot of change that could potentially happen. Um, This is not going to happen overnight, uh, but there are some key trends here to follow, which may force some large changes in the number of vehicles sold and certainly the way that we as consumers interact with the auto market as we look forward for the coming decades.
0: Well, thank you, Ben, for updating us today on the auto market. Sounds like, like you said, there's a lot of changes potentially uh, coming ahead. Something we'll definitely want to continue to watch out for. Thank you very much for listening today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you can be notified as soon as each and every episode is released. So until next time, this is Brian Kirk with Nationwide Market Insights. The information provided by Nationwide Economics is general in nature and not intended as investment or economic advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any security or adopt any investment strategy. Additionally, it does not take into account any specific investment objectives, tax, or financial condition, or particular needs of any specific person. The economic and market forecasts reflect our opinion as of the date of this report and are subject to change without notice. These forecasts show a broad range of possible outcomes. Because they are subject to high levels of uncertainty, they will not reflect actual performance. We obtain certain information from sources deemed reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, completeness, or fairness. Nationwide. And the Nationwide N and Eagle are service marks of the Nationwide Mutual Insurance Company. Copyright 2022. Nationwide.